This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Well, good evening, good evening, brethren. Thank you so much for joining in tonight. Even as we go into our broadcast, we thank God that God has given us another opportunity that we could be here to come and share the way together. I trust and believe that wherever you are, the word is bringing faith into your spirit, that you are encouraging the Lord all the time. Now, uh, tomorrow is what we know as Palm Sunday. And this week is what we know as Passion Week. Now, what, are, what we will be doing, starting from today, I'll be sharing with you, we will be looking at the chronological events that develop the steps uh, the, uh, that Jesus took uh, before Sunday, what happened, and on, on Sunday, what happened, and on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So every day, uh, we will be looking at that, and which will really bring faith into your lives, and it will be a great study, and it will encourage you as you begin to see the importance of the events that develop. And also, when you read your Bible, you'll be able to understand exactly what was happening. <clears throat> As we know that on Friday, it's Good Friday. So I've got a special message, even as we go through the Good Friday message. And we'll be having Holy Communion together. And on next week, Saturday, we'll be sharing also about what happened. And then Sunday, about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that is next week Sunday, Easter Sunday, you know. But today, I want us to look at what happened when Jesus went to Jerusalem. So I want us to pray right now, even as we go into the Word of God. Father, we thank you right now for this time <clears throat> that we're having together in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless us, even as we share the Word together, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, uh, this is very much interesting. Let me set up a scenario here and maybe to give you, paint a picture unto you so that you will understand what was happening. Now, Jesus spent, we know that he was born in Bethlehem, which is south of Jerusalem, and you know, south that is down of Jerusalem, and then he went, he lived his childhood in Nazareth, which is in, in, in the north of Israel, and then he spent much of his ministry around the Lake of Galilee. You know, which is south of where he was born, still in Galilee, but uh, still not far from Nazareth, but uh, still in Galilee. And so you see that there are three important events 
uh, places that you need to know. First, it was uh, in the north where Jesus grew up in Nazareth, and then in Galilee, uh, around the Lake of Galilee, uh, where he did much of his ministry, and then also in Judah, where the temple is in Jerusalem. So those are three important places. And the only thing that we know about Bethlehem is that he was born there. After that, we know that he went to Egypt uh, because Herod wanted to kill all baby boys. And when Herod died, he came back, not to Bethlehem, but he passed Bethlehem. He went up to his parents' home in Nazareth. And so he grew up in Nazareth. And, but when he, he, he was baptized by John, by the river Jordan, and then he went and spent much of his time around the lake of uh, Galilee. Now, uh, that's where he was spending much of his time. Now, he would go to Jerusalem. He would go down to Jerusalem only on important feasts, you know, like the Feast of Tabernacle, the Passover, you know, the Feast of Pentecost, important feasts, he would go and celebrate the feast in the, in the temple or in the mount in, in Jerusalem, you know. But besides that, he would go back to, uh, to Galilee and go and spend much of his time. And some of his ministry, he did it along the way. And so this is the background that I want you to understand. Now, he started his ministry when he was about 30 years old. And now he had been in ministry for about three years. So it's on his 33rd year. You know, he was now 33 years. And it was a time, uh, the feast that was approaching was a feast of Passover. And he knew that according to the plan of God, that's when he was to be crucified. He knew that. And so he knew that he's going to Jerusalem this time to go and be sacrificed or to go and be crucified on the cross to die. Now the same way or the same time that the lambs would be sacrificed and they would celebrate the Passover, he became the Passover. Now, that is why John prophesied and said that, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So he was a Passover lamb. And so he died during Passover. So it was during now, this time, that he went down to Jerusalem and... He was on his route to Jerusalem. Now, uh, during that time, he went and passed a small town by the name of Jericho. You know, Jericho, it's down here. Now, Jerusalem, it's, it's high up on a mountain. And uh, Jericho, it's down. If you go to Jericho, you're going down. That is why Jesus told the parable of a man when he said that the man was on his way, he was traveling, you know, from Jerusalem down to Jericho where he met robbers. And so he was down to Jericho. 
And so if you go to Israel, you'll notice that uh, Jericho is down. You descend to go to Jericho. And then uh, when you proceed, you pass Jericho, then you go to the Dead Sea. You know, the Dead Sea is the lowest part of, you know, in the whole air, that is the lowest part. You know, so uh, it's around that area. So from Galilee, he had to pass Jericho, you know, before he went to Jerusalem. Now, uh, it is probable that it was on Saturday that he went to Jericho, that he entered Jericho. And so, uh, just like on Friday, it would be a Passover, it will be a time whereby he would be crucified. On Saturday, like today, he would have spent a day in Jericho. Now, there are critical things that happen there that are very much important. Number one, he was on his way. When he left Galilee, he knew that I'm going to Jerusalem and then I'm going to die. You know, but no, even though he knew that he was going to die, he still did the work of the ministry. You know, the scripture comes so real that I must do the work while it's still called day. You know, that uh, we must occupy until he comes. That we need to get involved in ministry. Even though we know that rapture is coming, even though that we know that one day we are going to be taken out of this world, you know, but we need to continue to do the work of the ministry while an opportunity comes. So that is why even when we are locked down, you know, we still stay focused on what is key. And what is key is to preach the gospel, to bring an encouragement to believers, and also to share the way to the unbelievers that they too would believe, you know, could believe and would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and to impart faith in their lives, that God would touch their lives, that they would be born again. So we still continue to do the work of the ministry. Even when we know that our end is, we are going to be raptured. You know, that is, uh, if we don't die before rapture happens, then we're going to be raptured. We're going to go out of this world. But as long as we have breath, you know, that is what I want to encourage you on. And that is what I want you to learn from today's lesson. Is that as long as we have breath, as long as we are here on earth, we should never be sidetracked to anything. We should stay focused to what we are called to do, to do the work of the Lord. You know, whether you're called full-time or part-time, we're all called full-time into ministry. Yeah, and we're having part-time jobs in working for government, working uh, in your business, you know, doing all sorts of things. You know, those are part-time, but your real full-time is to do the work of the ministry. You know, that is what is critical. And so we should not be lost in, uh, you know, uh, in knowing or rather, in what is happening around and we lose focus on what we are supposed to be doing. You know? And so Jesus now uh, went to Jericho. I will start reading here in Luke chapter 19. 
And verse 1, you know, probably it was in the morning, uh, he entered Jericho and was passing through. You see, he knew what, what was going to happen. So he was not going there to stay. He was just passing through. Yeah. And there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. He was a short man. And so he ran on ahead. You know, he knew. You, you can see that Jesus was on a mission. He was passing. Yeah, I like this. That is why he ran ahead. If Jesus maybe was visiting Jericho, he would have got into a house somewhere. But he knew that there is a main road. And then on the main road here, there was a sycamore tree to, uh, 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 that, uh, that was big. It was a huge tree. You know, now, today, when you go to Israel, you'll see a replica uh, of the same tree, you know, uh, uh, as the one that Zacchaeus climbed. It's not exactly the same tree, but it's, uh, we are told that it's on the same spot. And then it's right on the main road. So it was the main road during that time. When people are passing through, it was a main road going through the city. And so now he ran on ahead. And uh, why did he run? He, he ran because Jesus was going to pass through. As the Bible says that Jesus was passing through. He was focused on the fact that I need to reach uh, Jerusalem. I am on a mission to go to Jerusalem. This is my last week before I am crucified. And so he was on a mission. And so he went. Uh, and, and so Zacchaeus went ahead, climbed the tree. Uh, he wanted to see Jesus. Now verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. For I must stay at your house today. You know, uh, I must be at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Well, you might argue that probably that might have been maybe on Friday because he stayed there on that house uh, that day. You know, but what I, uh, what I want to bring to your attention here, Jesus says that, uh, I, I need, he was like saying, I'm going to Jerusalem, but I need to, uh, 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 to stop and minister to you, Zacchaeus. He says that, hurry and come down. I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. You know, you look at the heart of Jesus, that even though he, he was on his mission, 
He was going to die for us. He was going to Jerusalem. He still found time to stop and respond to the desire of Zekeel. Uh, of Zekeel. Uh, let me tell you that, you know, when you draw and you're seeking God, God will come to you. God will manifest himself to you. And when you, you say, God, I don't know how I can reach you. I don't know how I can come to you. But God, I'm coming to you. I am seeking you. Let me tell you, God will reveal himself to you. It's a matter of faith. Here is Zacchaeus. He was a sinner. He was a chief tax collector. He was hated because tax collectors were always getting money out of people, getting more than what they were supposed to get because they would take some to government and keep some to themselves. Now, if he was a chief tax collector, then he was earning and getting more than all others. You know, the, all the tax collectors, they were also paying due to him. And so he was most hated. But uh, the heart of Zekel is that I am not allowing, number one, the fact that I don't have good reputation in the society to stop me to go and reach, reach out to Jesus. And number two, I am not allowing my stature, the fact that I am short, uh, to stop me going in to see Jesus. You know, the Bible says that he ran ahead. You know, as a rich man, as an important man, uh, you know, uh, it, was, it was not, uh, you know, something that was normal for people, such people to run. But because of his desire, he even forgot that of all his stature, of all his status, of all his, uh, uh, you know, all that he had, he just saw Jesus. Let me tell you, when you seek God, when you desire God, you forget about who you are, you forget about what you know, you forget about what you have, you run unto Jesus, Jesus will stop for you. You know, he's a good Jesus. He will stop for you and he will minister unto you. He will give you what you need, salvation of your soul. And so Jesus here uh, stopped and said, listen to what he says. He says, salvation has come to this house. You know, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. You know, what did Jesus come to do? He came to seek and to save the lost. Now, let's look at another incident that we see in the Bible. And so, we see here also that you know, after spending some time there, you know, that day, uh, or probably, uh, uh, well, I, I am of the view that he spent, you know, the day there. Then from there, he went out, probably in the afternoon, he proceeded to, uh, you know, in his journey. You know, but uh, as he came out, now look at the account of Mark. Now, in Mark chapter 10, Verse 46, you know, look at the account of Mark, uh, what he says. He says here in verse 46, 
And they came to Jericho. Now, this is Jesus and his disciples. Now, we're going to spend much of time here in the book of Mark, you know, throughout this week because uh, that is so much important. I find it chronologically, uh, you know, easy to follow. Uh, what Jesus, the steps, the days, and what happened throughout the days, you know, in the book of Mark. And it says here, they came to, G to Jericho, yeah, and as he was leaving Jericho, now we know that he came to Jericho, and then, according to Luke, he then went to uh, Zacchaeus' house, and he ministered unto Zacchaeus, and it says, as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, you know, then he proceeded. He was leaving Jericho uh, with his disciples, and a great crowd, uh, you know, was with him. But Timius, a blind beggar, the son of Timius, was sitting by the roadside. You know, he was by the roadside. He's coming. He came from Jesus, came from the north came into Jericho, now he's coming out of Jericho uh, from the south, you know, he's still on the main road, and right there, on the busy street between Jericho and Jerusalem, people were meeting. Now, that is why the beggar was there. The beggar was there because a lot of people were passing there. And so, blind Bartimaeus was there begging, you know, by the roadside. Verse 47, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, you know, Jesus who comes from the north, from Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent, but he, he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Now we see here the second person who is reaching out to Jesus. You see, uh, Jesus had not gone uh, to Jericho and said, Looking for Zacchaeus and looking for Bartimaeus, but he was on his way. But these people stopped him. Let me tell you, it is out of yourself to reach out to Jesus. If you don't stop Jesus, you know, most probably you will miss Jesus. If you don't reach out to Jesus, most probably you won't uh, experience the power and the grace of Jesus upon your life. And so this is teaching us that just, just like Zacchaeus reached out to Jesus, he read, he his, he, 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 you know, he removed all storm to reach to Jesus that Jesus stopped for him. And let me tell you the same way. As you reach out to Jesus, as you go out to Jesus, Jesus will stop for you. And then in the same way, same thing that we see here with the blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus could not see. He just heard the noise, people and the crowd passing by. And he inquired what was happening, and they told him that Jesus, son of uh, Jesus of Nazareth, is passing by. And so he just started to cry out aloud. You know, he started, he never allowed his blindness to stop him 
from reaching to Jesus. Now, what is your excuse? Zacchaeus was never allowed his reputation to stop him reaching for Jesus. He never allowed the fact that he was short reaching for Jesus. And blind Bartimaeus, he never allowed his disability, his blindness to stop him reaching for Jesus Christ. Now, what is your excuse? Definitely, we don't have excuses. You know, on the last day, the day of judgment, God will be saying to you, look at such people. They went out of their way to reach out unto my son. And what excuse can you bring before me? The Father will be challenging you. God will be challenging you all. And that is why I say, while it's still a cold day, while the opportunity is still there for you to repent and to give your life to Jesus, and to be serious about Jesus, to be committed to Jesus, you know what? Do it for your own sake. Never play church. Never play games with God. Let's reach out to Jesus while he has given us an opportunity. Stop mocking Christianity. Stop mocking the, the word of God. Stop mocking the church. Stop mocking the pastors, the ministers. Stop mocking them. You know, just reach out to God. God is using them to reach to you. Now, extend, you know, extend your, 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 you know, your invitation or extend yourself. Say to God, God, I am also reaching out to you. And so here is blind Bartimaeus. He called out. Now, even when people tried to quieten him, he never allowed that to happen. He said he cried even aloud, you know, and he cried out all the more. You know, he shouted even more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And uh, when people said quiet, you know, but him shouting aloud caught the attention of Jesus. And Jesus said that, call him. And so they went and they called him. And look at Jesus. Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Of course, you could see that the man was blind. You know, they brought him to him. And probably Jesus saw him wearing that uh, uh, begging cloak that he had, garment uh, that he threw off. So he knew that the man was blind. But Jesus say, said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, Jesus is asking you, as you call out to, to him, he's saying, what do you want me to do for you? you know, and the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith, you know, you're reaching out to him. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Now, what do we see here? We see here that the man's faith uh, made him to take action. Both of them, both these incidences probably happened on the same day, on Saturday like today. Uh, that both of them, they called out to Jesus. Their faith uh, was, was shown by their action. Now, you can't say, I just believe without taking a step. You need to take a step. Now, what step is it? 
It's a step of giving your life to Jesus. It's a step of surrendering your life to Jesus. It's a step of saying that I'm no longer living for myself, but I'm living for Jesus Christ. It's a step that says that I am committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what God wants to see in your life. You know, and, and so the first step now is to come to Him and to say, Jesus, I want to give you my life. I want to surrender my life. Look here, I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about uh, that, you know, you should join a church and so forth. I'm talking about your relationship. Far and foremost, it's your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what is important. That's what I'm talking about. Your relationship with Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus and Zacchaeus reached out to Jesus. And Jesus responded to them. And Jesus said to blind Bartimaeus, Your faith has made you well. Now, as you reach out to Jesus, your faith will heal you. Your faith will save you. Your faith will make, uh, will, will, will get and receive salvation that you need from the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no any other name that is given under heaven that a man should be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. You know, it is only him who died at the cross, who was buried, and on the third day rose from the dead. And so that is why there is no any other man who can save us. It's only Jesus Christ. So I want to pray for you right now. If you're watching this program and you say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want you to pray this prayer right now. Pray with me. Let us pray together. Father God, I ask you right now. Say it. Say it with your mouth. I ask you right now that you forgive me. For every sin that I have committed, I ask you, God, that you wash me by your blood. You made me your child today. I surrender my life to you. I ask you, God, that you forgive every sin in my life. I pray that you remove every sin in my life in the name of Jesus. And I open up my heart. I welcome you, Jesus, into my life to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I make a commitment that I'll ask from today. I will serve you. I will live for you. I will do your will because I love you. Thank you, God, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for blessing your son and your daughter even as they've taken this step. I thank you, Father, for touching them by your spirit. Lord, for making them new creatures, confirming their hearts that they are born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, you are the child of God. If you have prayed this prayer for the first time, you have done well. You are a child of God. You are born again. You are saved. You are on your way to heaven. You know, should rapture happen today, you will be part of it. And God will bless you. 
Now to the rest of us Christians, I want to share this, that, you know, events are unfolding that shows that we're in the end times. We have been hearing this all the time that the end is coming, you know, the end is near. Let me tell you, we are in the end times. And so time of praying, time of being relaxed, time of arguing with non-essential, you know, things that won't make us better Christians, it's over. It's time that you and I would be serious about God. It's time you and I that we will serve God. We will be committed to God. You know, forget about selfishness. Forget about uh, building your own empire, building your own kingdom. Forget about that. It's about the kingdom of God. You know, let's forget about things that will hold us back. Let us move on to what is important, which is the kingdom of God. You know, forget about, oh, I belong to this one. I don't belong to that one and so forth. Let us focus on the kingdom of God. Let us serve God. Let us live for God and God will bless you. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Now, tomorrow... We are going in live 9 o'clock in the morning, you know, and also at 17.30 in the afternoon, uh, you know, 5.30 p.m. We are going live. And so tomorrow we'll be looking. It's, it's Palm Sunday tomorrow. It's an important Sunday uh, in, the, in the calendar of Christians, in a Christian calendar. And so we will be looking at what happened. And what happened on Palm Sunday uh, with Jesus and how important is that to us today as children of God. So tomorrow morning, get ready, 9 o'clock, you tune in uh, and God will bless you. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. God bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.